I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful. We hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome, 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 awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented. Do you have something in your eye? Maybe. (laughs) You were rubbing your little eyes. Just a little itch. Mr. Eric Robertson. Hi. Hi, boy here. (laughs) Hey. Hey, podcast friends. It has been a minute. We missed you. Did you miss us? Did you even notice we were gone? I mean, just like for a few weeks. Honestly, it wasn't that we didn't have episodes. We legit just kept forgetting to get them up. I don't know what happened. Just life. I'm going to call it cosmic timing. Just life. That this episode needed to happen exactly this week because you needed it exactly this week. And so we've just been saving it for you. And it is episode 132, How to Be Bold, Colorful, and True to You with Color Me Courtney, the fantastic Courtney Quinn. So Courtney Quinn, I knew that she was fantastic. I knew that I would just love her. I had no idea that I would be gobsmacked by her genius, which is legit actually what happened. And this is not to like demean all of the amazing people that I talked to. It's just, I interviewed her for an update. I'm doing a huge social media fire sale right now. I'll talk to you guys about that in a minute. And so I really, really wanted Courtney of Color Me Courtney to be part of the update because I firmly believe she is one of the best content creators, period. I was so flattered, excited, thrilled when I reached out to her. She just said, yes, sure immediately. She was so insanely generous with her time. We talked for three hours. I talked to her for our social media update, which if you get any part of the fire sale, she is on it. And I talked to so many people. I interview so many business owners. I feature so many genius content creators. But really, truly, the way that Courtney thinks and approaches is just unlike anything I've ever seen. The way she thinks about and approaches content and kind of just like online creation. It was it was really like unlike anything I've ever encountered she is and that's why like I know I say this word a lot but like she is an actual genius I agree like she's she's so smart she's just so far above us (laughs) us peons down here no and that's the best part about her is she's so humble and approachable and like and it's not like I'm shocked that she's smart because she's like so cute it's just like anytime you talk to anyone at that level of intelligence you kind of walk away going like oh wow that's that was okay yeah they're just living life at a really awesome level and so I'm so excited that she was generous enough after dropping knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb after insight after insight in her 2020 update for my social media courses that she said yeah sure let's do a podcast episode and then she freaking shared amazing stories and glorious insight and that's why I called this episode how to be bold colorful and true to you because I think that that is something that not only Courtney does so incredibly, but what attracts so many people to her. She has a huge community online, but you know, that's cool. It's fun to have a huge community online. Obviously it's like, it takes a lot of work, but really I think the, the thing to be just floored with her is her innovation, her creativity, her boldness, and her true just 
approach to abundance. She gives so freely. She shares so freely. She shares openly. She's so direct. I just, I freaking, I'm just so excited to share this interview with you. Now, I mentioned our fire sale. So I have my courses, how to make Instagram work for you, how to work with brands to build your empire, how to work with influencers to build your business. And then my friend Ashley, who works with me in Allison's Brand School, just released her new Rock the Talk course. And then we have another course about Instagram stories and just how to use them for selling. So we have all five of these courses. They're worth thousands of dollars. And right now, we decided in Allison's Brand School, the goal there is to help you live a fulfilled life doing what you feel called to do that we were going to wrap them all into one and sell all of them for the price of one, like a discounted price for one. And so that's happening just for a limited amount of time, that fire sale. We're calling it our social media fire sale. And when you purchase it, you get a 2020 social media trend watch update, all of the courses. It's so much I can't even begin to go into it, but check the link in the podcast description or go to Allison's Brand School forward slash fire dash sale. You can see everything that's included there. It really, really is the most affordable way to get going on whatever you need to get going. I second that. I edited all of it, so I know what's in there, and it's amazing. It's, it's really like just some of the best stuff yeah, I have to offer, and it's ridiculous how affordable it is right now. But that was my goal, is I know we're in an, an incredibly hard time, and everybody's shifting. Maybe you have started a new job, or you're just pivoting and shifting at the position you have now, or maybe you need to bring in some additional income. This is absolutely the best thing you could do to get yourself going in any of those directions. So be sure to check that out. No, let's Let's get into this interview with Courtney Quinn of Color Me Courtney. Ugh, she's so good. Okay, I am here with the beautiful, the talented, the amazing, the sexy. I'm going to use the word luscious. I'm going to use the <laughs> word luscious. Miss Courtney Quinn of Color Me Courtney, Color Me Magic. I just talked to Courtney. We've been chatting for a while. I just <laughs> talked to Courtney for my How to Make Instagram Work for You course. She is a genius. She is generous. She is an inspiration. And I said, oh, hey, can I just steal more of your time? Because we're going to need you for the podcast, Courtney. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. No big deal. She's not doing anything else. Not true. She's, she's doing a lot. Courtney, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, especially because people can't see me. I'm glad that you made sure to describe me accurately as luscious. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's your lips. Guy. It's your hair. No, it is. It is accurate. And I also, Courtney, I get a little bit creepy because I'm like, let me tell you all the ways that she's so luscious. Okay. So now that we all feel really comfortable, Courtney, you are huge online. Your platforms are amazing. But I think when people think of you and you've had national television ads, I mean, it's color, 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 yeah. right? Color. That's what I'm all about. That's what, that's what she's all about. So I thought it would be so cool to just talk to you a little bit about that. Because even when I was interviewing Courtney in the How to Make Instagram Work for You course, when she starts talking about color um, and how <laughs> you're like, if I... I just want to make it so everybody in the streets of New York, they're wearing color. You, you light up because I'm always like, what's your why? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And I'm like, oh, I think she actually cares that much about color, right? Like it's yeah. not, yeah, it's not fake. It's, just, it's not that it just works well on Instagram and looks pretty. And so no. <laughs> I, let's like back it up a little bit. Tell me about this 
this idea, like you were, you were telling me how in high school you would do themes for yourself, dressing, mm-hmm. personal style, expressing yourself. You guys, she has an MBA. She's got these, all these great degrees, but let's, let's talk about personal style, what it means to you, why you think you identified with it from an early age. And I think this is just such a fun conversation. I can't wait to hear what yeah, you have to say. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah. So for me, I like playing dress up. It's fun. I found a way to do it as a career now. And I've been doing it since I was a child but we've had a lot of these conversations we being me and my mom about where this stemmed from just because people ask I think people think that my love for color is like a branding decision so people will often ask me did you always love color and I'm like yeah like yeah why are you asking yeah question but it's the question I get asked a lot so it's obviously not a dumb question and one that needs to be answered but um, the answer is yes my mom says specifically I wore a lot of orange as a child as well as a lot of dress-up costumes I had a whole month exclusively where I would only be referred to as Belle and nothing else my poor mother um so I was very meta even as a child but uh really my mom was an interior designer so we had a lot of color in our home we would change my room pretty much once a year just because she would have a new design idea that she wanted to try out or something like that um but my mom also exclusively wears black and neutrals so it's like this weird combo um but we did have a lot of color in our home and every year on halloween the day of halloween she would go to this to the halloween store or party city or whatever and she would buy all the costumes that were half price because people had already had their halloween costumes and then she would put them in our dress-up bin so then i would often come home on halloween and there'd be all these new costumes plus I was a competitive dancer so I had all these costumes from my dance stuff and I would be like look at these 40 costumes how can I only be the pink power ranger for Halloween when I have 40 other options so for multiple years not just on one occasion I would wear six or seven Halloween costumes and I would put it on and I would trick-or-treat with my friends and then they would go on to other neighborhoods and I would go home and I would change it to costume number two and I would trick-or-treat and then people would be like Courtney we're not giving you any more candy and I'm like I have no bucket I don't want your candy I want you to see my outfit so that is a little insight into me as a child and the like monster that was child coloring for me um but yeah then as I went into high school as you were saying like I would just get bored and so I liked structure and theme and so I would come up with theme weeks I think we had like a spirit week I was spirit director naturally also curator and dancer and salsa club and all those things in high school also one most involved and most spirited for my class so important things you need to know but we would have spirit Up, what state were you in? In Arizona. In Arizona. Oh, you're from Arizona. Yeah. yeah I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. What part? Yeah, I grew um, in Ahwatukee, which is technically Phoenix. Some people okay. don't know of it outside. I went to Desert Vista, if anyone knows that. I assume a lot of Utah people might know. Utah yeah. and Arizona, I feel like it's just yeah. one and the same. It's just a pool it of people lot. moving between the two. We would host spirit weeks as schools do, right? For like homecoming or whatever. And I think after the first one, I was like, why aren't we doing this every week? I want to do this all the time and so that I would just make up my own like I would dress from the 80s one week even like I guess before that in middle school and high school I would have every theme I've done it twice um like including like punk rock theme where I wore exclusively black and like skirts with like safety pins and like hair flipped out and listened to simple plan and thought I was very dark inside like I, I did it every single one simple I did it plan. 
Simple plan. I just recently re-listened and I was like, why did I think this was so hardcore? He's like, like complaining that like there's no pickles on his sandwich. Like it's not that hardcore. But, oh, I you know, love it so shout much. Shout out to Simple Plan. So I did like all of the things I would do the thing for a year. Every day I would paint my nails to match my outfits the next day. Um, I would change my shoelaces to match my outfits the next day. I was just weird like that. Um, so I always put a lot of thought and effort into it for literally no reason and then when I went to college I would then recreating outfits that I would see and other like I find other things to be inspired by like I'll be like this week I'll be recreating outfits inspired by animals or inspired by gossip girl or inspired by whatever it is so it was only time before I started doing that on the internet so everyone could see it um and yeah that's kind of a little bit about my personal style journey but it's always been rooted in color like aside from those few times where I did have a simple plan punk rock phase I've always just been obsessed with color because I like it and I think it draws attention and I think I was just needy for attention as a child and that's probably where it started (laughs) but now it, it makes people happy and when I walk down the street which I haven't done in months because of COVID but last year when I would walk down the street in like mm-hmm. a full yellow outfit people would smile it would get a reaction my umbrella is rainbow like in the cold and like rain people would smile it would get a reaction so I think it really is tied to happiness and it's tied to confidence and I think it's more than just a saturated hue I think it means something <laughs> so I love it so much but I also love because my next question was going to be like but why do you think it was so important to have these bright pups of color and to have these themes and I love you're like I probably just needed the attention and you know what Courtney I need I needed the attention too so uh, <laughs> I can definitely relate to that so one thing I want to I want to dive into and I want to talk about is I think very often with with people like you very successful outgoing colorful we're per- you know Courtney we're perky girls okay we're perky <laughs> girls like you said dancing cheerleading it can be assumed that this is just how you are all the time, right? right? And, and that life must not be as hard for you and it must not be hard for you to be confident enough to wear color. It must, it must be easy. I feel like I'm always shocked no matter how much I tell people it's, I'm having a hard time or I'm not always this bubbly and I'm not always just feeling good. People see we're visual creatures and we see what we want to see. Highlight reel. Right? Yeah. Highlight reel. I would, I would love to know what are some experiences in your life or what are some things do, that you think helped you build that confidence that helped you see just how important color is. It is to be happy. If it, whatever you yeah. feel comfortable sharing, what are some of the experiences that you feel like have, have helped, you know, there's always the dark with the light and you are mm-hmm. so good at sharing so much light, but, but what do you think are some of those experiences that help you realize your own light? Yeah. So I think, um, I'll, and I will butcher the quote, but there's a quote from all the bright places that I love that basically says something to the extent of you can find lightness, even in the darkest places, which sounds very similar to a Harry Potter quote, but then it goes on to say that, and if there's no light, you can be the brightness. If there's no bright spots in that dark spot, you can be it. And so I really learned early on that like, I'm the only thing I can control. And sometimes I can't even control myself. But for the most part, I'm the only thing that I can control. So I can't control the weather. I can't control someone else's mood, but I can control to put on a yellow dress because it makes me happy and I like it. And that's one small thing that I can like have control over. So like for me, like growing up, like I've always been a little bit curvier. I'm like pretty sure 
short, I'm five foot, um, and like curvier than like I think beauty standards told us then. It's a little bit better now, but then what we should look like. So I always struggled with that a little bit. Um, specifically, right out of high school, I had like a really hard time with my arms. I thought they were huge, and so I had this like kind of dark time where I, at the time, didn't think it was dark, but now I look back and I'm like, whoa, that was so unhealthy. Where I would like work out for like two hours twice a day, so like four hours wow. a day, like and. I remember the feeling of me like eating red vines and being like, oh crap. And then like going and getting on the treadmill for like an hour because I ate red vines at the movies or whatever, which like, I don't know, eating disorder sounds like, I I don't want to disrespect people who've really gone through that because I don't think it was necessarily on that level, but it definitely was some kind of disorder where I was like trying to overcome it. I look back at those photos, I'm wearing a cardigan in the summer in Arizona in every single photo because I was afraid of how my arms looked. And now I just look and I'm like, that's so dumb. Like no one cared how I look. And and truthfully, the thing that woke me up, which probably should have woke me up sooner, was I got to like the point where I did it for a summer and I was like, my arms look the same. And I was also really subconscious of my cheeks, so I would watch Scandal a lot and look at look at um look at her cheekbones. Uh, Carrie, crap, what's her name? How am I blinking? Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. Yeah, I would, oh I would look gosh. at her cheekbones and I'd be like, I want those cheekbones. You guys can't see, but I'm slapping my face right now. <laughs> I want those cheekbones. Um, so I'd be like between the arms and the cheekbones, and then I got to the end of the summer and I did. I lost a ton of weight. My arms are still the same. My cheekbones are still the same. And I was like, wait, 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 <laughs> what the heck? Like this is just who I am. It's how I'm built I can't change that unless I want to get to a really unhealthy point it's not worth it and think of all that time I could have been like helping other people studying like learning a language there's so many things I could have done with that time and when I then started to like wear a cardigan or, or take the cardigan off no one's opinion changed like no one was worried about how my arms looked. that was just something weird that I did to myself so I quickly realized that no one's as obsessed with us and how we look or judging us as much as we're judging ourselves so if you can just remember that everyone's as self-obsessed as you are, then you can get out there and just wear whatever you want and it doesn't matter and you don't care. So I think I've had like those and that was probably the like the darkest time from like a body thing. And probably if you're listening right now, you're listening and you think that sounds crazy. Like that doesn't sound like it's anything worth getting worked up about. And probably your issues that you have about your own body or wearing things are the same. They're not huge issues. They just feel huge to you. So if you can remember them in context like that, it kind of takes some weight away. But then shortly after that, I like learned how I think learning to love your body kind of comes in two waves. I learned how to dress for my body type, right? I was like, I have a really small waist, really big butt jeans, they don't fit. So I would wear like a lot of fit and flare skirts because that would match my body type. Great, easy. And then you get to this point where after you've done that for a bit, and now you feel better about yourself, then you say screw it, and you wear whatever you want, despite of if it's quote unquote flattering or or not. Yeah. Um, so then I kind of went through that second wave of that. And in doing that, I found that if you can take the things that you're insecure about and the things that make you weird and different and make you ashamed and turn them into your superpowers, you take all of the power away. So I have a lisp. I have giant lips that I used to always underline my lips and make them really small because I was afraid that like I got made fun of for them my whole life. And I quickly learned like wear lipstick and celebrate them. People pay for lipstick like these it's fine and yeah then, I overline my lips all the time with my right. colors daily well and it's yeah. more trendy now but I mean like when I was in high yeah, school it wasn't I trendy. get it like think of like the underlined like brown lipstick yeah. you know so yeah like also realizing that pretty much everything is not popular now will be popular at some point you just have to wait for your moment so if you can be ahead of the curve and it could be true to you and
and it's your thing that you have even when it's popular or not popular like and you're the queen of it you can like rule it so anything that I've been insecure about I've turned into my actual superpowers my hair being curly my big lips all these things that I used to hide I now celebrate and they're key factors to me being successful or me being confident in different aspects of my life. I love that. And so one thing we talked about in the interview we did for how to make Instagram work for you, Courtney, is I'm like, Courtney, I feel like you make it look so effortless to live life online, but then to mm-hmm. also have a happy life offline because you're so good at sharing so much online. You're so good at showing up and creating all of this amazing content. So I love, thank you so much for what you shared. I love this idea of oh, learning to love yourself, turning what you've as your weaknesses in, into your superpowers because so many of the things you described having an issue with are key features of, I think, why so many people are um, attracted to you and relate to you online. And so yeah. I'd love to just hear a little bit, how do you live your life with any sort of balance? Do you, what, what, what's your idea? I think balance is such a slippery, dumb term in a lot of ways, right? But like, yeah. um, like taking, taking those insecurities or different issues and then you show up, you're online and your, your platform has grown um, fastest of uh, some of any of the platforms that I've seen. You know, oh, like, thanks. yeah, I mean, you in the last like five years, I mean, you'll, you'll get to a million easy, very soon, right? That's a, that's a lot. It is crazy. That is a lot of growth. That's a lot of growth. What do you do with that? What, what has that felt like for you internally? (laughs) Well, first of all, so growth, I did, I have had growth goals, but none of them exceeded 500,000 like ever. Wow. Um, mostly because I like talking to the individual people and the more people there are, the more people there is to talk to. And that's less time that I can not be on my DMS and things like that. So, um, I think that has really helped me not be focused on like, have to get to a million, have to get to this number. Like I, I really don't care anymore because it was like I had a goal of 50k a goal of 100k a goal of 250 and then a goal of 500 and now I'm like okay anything else is just a bonus like I won the game so anything else is like fine I'll take so now I said very different goals for me but I think for me living online is it's, it's difficult because I think people think that just because you're showing what you can that means you're showing everything and so I mm. try to just be really vocal that that's not factually accurate that even though I try to be as transparent as possible and that's really like one of the core goals for me. I actually couldn't. It's just not physically possible unless someone wants to create a Color Me Courtney reality TV show, which sure, fine, I'll do it pay me a lot of money. But I like unless someone wants to do that, I physically can't be also creating content and then creating content about me creating content because it gets this like crazy meta loop. And it's just just wild. So I just try to do my best and just be honest and be like, I'll show you what I can, but I also can't show you everything. Then the other thing for me, a rule that I kind of live by is the difference between transparency and privacy. So I will be extremely transparent. I will tell you how it is. I will not lie. Um, mostly because I physically as a person cannot it's very difficult for me Um, and I'm a very bad liar I also will respect the privacy of my family like for instance my mom and dad don't want to be online it's not not for them they're not online they're not a part of my platform or as you spoke about how you were like I'm not a mom is not a part of my brand so it's not here it doesn't you know it's not I'm not I'm not hiding it I have children I, I talk about my kids when when they're little but I just 
cited yeah. early on, for me, it was, I noticed when I talked about certain mom things, the feedback I got, I emotionally could not handle. Yeah, I bet. And so I, I just was like, this triggers or touches a nerve in me. And, and I actually, now I feel like now that I'm a little more of like a seasoned mom, I mean, my oldest is almost 10. It's not like I'm so seasoned. I can do it a little more comfortably, but it's just not something I feel, I, I don't talk about bedtimes online because yeah. I don't want to hear anybody's feedback. Right. No. So, and people will, if you say it online, it opens yeah. the door. Whether or not you said, I want feedback, but if you say it yeah. online, it opens the door. But I think for me, it's helped. A lot of people talk about like all the hate they get online. And I truthfully have been very lucky to where I don't get a ton. And I think the main, the main reason is because I'm continually asking for feedback. So I make mm-hmm. opportunities maybe once a week where people can be like, telling me directly what they thought about what I did. But because I arrange it as feedback, then people give feedback and they don't critique. They'll straight up be like, Courtney, I didn't like that you did this. I was disappointed because this and this. And then then it's very factual. It's backed up by facts and it's not emotional. It's very much like, I didn't like that you repped for this brand because I have an issue with this brand. And I'm like, oh, cool. Great. I didn't know that. Can you send me an article? I would love to learn about it. And then we have a conversation. But Courtney, you say (laughs) that like, us mere mortals cannot take things properly, <laughs> which I have done no, podcast, for sure. after podcast after. I mean, it's one of the principles in the four agreements of not taking things personally. So do you feel like that's maybe a gift or a talent you have, or do you feel like that's a learned skill that you're really able well, I to think not it's take things really, too personally? I think it's been, my community has been, I've taught my community how to give feedback. And so they do. But like, for instance, in the past two weeks, I've grown 20,000 followers from Instagram Reels. And they're people who don't know me. And they don't know how it works in the color reporting world. So they just say mean things all the time because Mm. they don't know me. So there always will be those people. I just Mm. don't care about those people. Okay, I I care about the people who have been here forever. I need a time out because I think, again, when you're a genius at something and Courtney is a genius at so many things, but (laughs) when you you have a natural talent for something, sometimes it's hard to recognize where Mm -hmm. you were like, oh yeah, there's the 20,000 people who say the really mean things, but I don't really get any mean feedback because you don't even consider the feedback from people who aren't part of the community that you value. You, you don't no. even consider it as feedback. No, uh, well, I'm like a weirdo. I'm not for everyone. No, you you're have to not. Be a you're special kind of person to be here. So if you're in the community, you're the best kind of people. And those other people, they can have opinions, and I'm sure they're valid. I just don't care because I'm focused and, on on the people who yeah. are here. Yeah, you know? unless it's like there's sometimes huge. people who don't know me will give really like valuable opinions, and it's always nice to have an outside opinion because like you want to know how you're perceived to the outside world as well. But we've built this color me cocoon, if you will. That's good. I'm going to use that. Yeah, that's we've really good. This, yeah. We built this cocoon of cuties and they are like who I'm creating for. So these other people who are going to make a judgment based on one thing, like I, it's just really hard for me to take it personally because I'm like, you made a judgment off of a small thing. It's like reading one page in a book and being like, this book sucks. You didn't read the book. You don't know. Yeah. Like you just saw one video. So. Okay, so here's here's what I've deduced from you, right? You are able to, even the way you just talked about that, where you're like, okay, I get feedback and sometimes they have valuable feedback. I still think you're not taking that feedback personally. You're taking it as feedback about Color Me Courtney, the brand, Color Me Courtney, the online platform. Yeah. And so here is my question. 
what makes you feel like you've done a good job as a human? Where do you get your value? Like, where is your worth? What is your worth stem from? Or what are you working to have it stem from? So I guess as a human, there's two different sides, right? Because you just made a very good point that there's two people that exist here. There's Courtney and there's Color Me Courtney. And although they are, Color Me Courtney is obviously based on me and my personality. She also doesn't care if someone says that her dress is ugly because she doesn't because she doesn't care. But she, but Courtney, like me as a person, if like my best friend said something, I would maybe care a little bit more. So it's just mm-hmm. a very different thing. So it depends. Like me as a, as coloring Courtney, I feel like I've done something successful if it impacted one person. And we get, usually every time there's a negative comment, there's 500,000 positive ones. And for whatever reason, most people, like everyone, that the normal thing is to give a point value of five to a negative comment and a point value of zero or one to a positive comment. So even the people who like complain about that they're getting hate or that they feel hurt, I look at their page and I'm like, you have so many wonderful comments. And yeah, there's one mean one, but the majority likes you and loves you. So why are we focused on this one person who's clearly the outsider? Why is their opinion more valuable than the other people who are here and love you? Like give them all the same point value. And if you added them up, you would have, you know, five negative points and a hundred positive ones. So why do we care about those five negative ones? That's just always yeah. been like my very logical, logical opinion to it. And I know it's hard because it's personal, right? It's easy to yeah. look at someone else and do that. It's harder to do it for yourself. So if I publish something on Chloe Me Courtney and one person finds value in it, like that's, that's great. Me sitting here in my apartment, usually by myself, I can't provide value for anyone. But if I'm online doing it, I can touch one person and we get so caught up in like the number like I need to get to 400,000 people all of those hundreds of thousands of people are one person that you by yourself outside walking on the street you wouldn't have connected with someone that way so you have this strong ability online to connect with hundreds of thousands of people maybe it's a hundred people you if you wanted to connect with a hundred people in real life you'd be out there all day and you did it in one minute so it's just really powerful and I think that each connection means so much and we forget that and they all they they don't become the weight isn't heightened as much as it should be every single one like one comment means so much and let's not discount that because one person said something mean because there's a hundred people who said something great I love what you're saying so much. I was so excited to tell Courtney that I did because she's such, she has a Color Me Magic account. She's such a Disney fan. And I was so excited to tell her, I'm like, I just did a whole episode about Moana. And you know what's so crazy, Courtney, (laughs) is when I was recording that, it's been a while. It's been some months since I sat down and just talked by myself. I usually don't do a ton of interviews. That's usually very Mm -hmm. normal for me. But I sat down and I talked for a full hour about all of the things Moana means to me and the beautiful gospel of Moana. And I had to have Eric stop recording multiple times because I was so self-conscious about it. But I also felt so inspired. I felt so inspired and like it was so important. And I just hoped it could help somebody feel inspired during this really difficult time. And so afterwards, I've kind of stopped listening to, I used to listen to my podcast and be like, here's how I could be better. And here's this. And now I'm like, I don't want to hear myself talk anymore. I, I put it out. It's mm. right, right. Like you, All right. I listened to my full episode. Yes. I listened when it came out yesterday. I listened to me talk and I, and I sat back and I was like, that was inspired. I, I feel so grateful to have the opportunity 
to even have anywhere to share that. And I had this thought and I was like, if I die, I'm so glad I put that out there. And then the, the saddest thing happened, Courtney, is I was driving home and there were all these ambulances in my neighborhood. Mm. And somebody who lives near me took his life. Oh. Yeah. And this just happened. It's That's their story. That's their experience. Yeah. I don't I don't want to pull from that. But the, the contrast, the contrast, it all happened in the same moment for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, Allison? You sit around questioning this Moana podcast or questioning this Instagram post or questioning this text message you sent to a friend. But what you just said, Courtney, was exactly kind of on that same train of what I thought where I was like, if that Moana podcast reaches one person who right. was in, in, a, in a sad place where they're losing hope, this is life or like, this is not just colorful pictures of you on the internet. Like, and I don't mean to overly put overly importance and over pressure on us, but I'm like, this is life and death. Like, we, like this yeah. is this, like we can literally touch one person's life and think of all of us sitting around worrying about the size of our arms or worrying about the size of our lips, right? Like you're saying, like, it seems Doesn't silly, matter. we, it's <laughs> Moana, it's lips, it's arms. Yeah. We all sit around worrying about this and your perspective is just so needed and so healthy where you're like, you got a negative five and a plus 100. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares cares if you got a negative 10 and a plus one, you still got the plus one. Yeah. And there's always a positive really. Like, and I think people, a lot of times, like I get a little bit of like, Oh, she always looks on the bright side. There really is truthfully, you can find something bright in anything dark. Like even if it's only darkness, you can create the light. And I, don't say that as someone who's naive who hasn't been through anything. I feel like I I lost my brother a few years ago and it was the worst thing Sorry. that I think I will ever go through. Thank you. But I think I think if you there's there's two things here. One, there's always gonna be darkness and it's just what do you choose to do with it, right? And then two, if you have been some through something awful, if you have been through the darkest thing, I find weird strength in that. That where it makes me like feel a little bit invincible because it's like I've gone through something awful. I'm still here. So like you're going to comment and say I look like a man in this dress. Okay. <laughs> like that really isn't going to do it because I've, I've been through stuff that's, that is going to do it. And that's yeah. just not going to do it. And yeah. we absolutely don't have to. But do you feel like there's any... I know how, I don't know, but just from what I've read online, how close you were to Trent, are to Trent, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. brother that you lost very recently. You're just, oh, Courtney, you're so powerful. You're so resilient. You're, you're so smart. What do you feel like are any of the skills from your life that you had that mm-hmm. are serving you now during this still, I'm sure, very hard time or, mm-hmm. or things you've, you've learned? Like even that, my gosh, like look at me surviving. I'm stronger than I knew. Do you feel like there's anything you feel safe talking about in that realm? Uh, yeah, for sure. So I think okay. it's easy to be positive and happy when things are positive and happy. It was a true like practice what you preach moment because mm. right when it happened, I did not feel positive or happy for a very long time. Yeah. I had people who relied on me to be positive and happy online. I also had people online who didn't know. I have new people every day who don't know. And then I have to revisit this old wound. And it's like not very fun to have the continual conversation yeah. about it because some days I feel like I can talk about it some days I don't it's just how it is that's just how grief is and how it will always be um but I think the really clear thing for me early on was like again since I 
I've always been walking this line of transparency versus privacy, I was able to quickly be like, this is what happened. This is what I'm going to share about it. That's it. Respect my boundaries or get out because it's my place and I'm allowed to do, this is the worst thing. I'm allowed to do whatever I want about it. And uh, I don't need any of your opinions or things like that. And so um, it was, it wasn't so bad. Oh, go ahead. I just want to time out. I just want you to repeat that truth. This is my thing and I get to do whatever I want. Right. If you, not leave, please leave. You, it's fine. you saying that just gave permission to thousands of people to say yeah. the same thing. So thank you for saying it. And I'm sorry to well, interrupt you. No, no, it's but, okay. And yeah. I would say too, that like when I started my blog, I very much looked at what it was supposed to be. And I used to do what I thought I was supposed to do. And I quickly learned that not only is that double the work because you have to act as something you're not, and also then excel in that acting enough for people to want to follow and mimic your very fake created example. Like that's not something I want to put into the universe. Mm. I quickly learned like be yourself online so that people can follow that example instead of some fake phony example that you made up because that doesn't help anyone. And that when you do that, then when bad things happen, you don't have to try to put on this fake phony face. Like if I had created Colony Courtney as something not based in who I was, and then I would go through darkness and had to go through it online like could you imagine if you had to also like face the worst thing and then pretend to be something you're not at the same time to keep up your image like it's it's actually impossible so don't try to put any pressure on creating something that isn't you because then when the good things or the bad things happen you can just continue to focus on being yourself and then bring whatever additional value you bring to it that's not just online. We're not just talking about people who create content for Instagram. I mean, cause this, this podcast is, is for everyone. This is right. how you interact with your neighbors, how you interact with your family, how you move through the world, how exhausting it is when you're trying to control and create that persona that you think it's you should. It's exhausting enough just as it, yeah. just to exist. Just, just to show up. <laughs> <laughs> don't make it harder. You don't have to make it any harder for you. So I think that like, and I talk a lot about transparency versus privacy online, but I think that's for everything. You can be transparent and honest with people, but you can still protect yourself without like being too guarded. There's like a way to find like, here's the piece of me you get to have. You don't get to have all of it. And truthfully, no one, like no one gets to have all of it because no one will know every little thing that you've been through, every little piece that's only for you. So you give the pieces away that you want and you keep the pieces for yourself that you want. And There's nothing wrong with that. The question I asked you was, you know, like, what have you learned that has helped you during this time? Amazing that, you know, this beautiful, beautiful brand business, uh, just beautiful thing that you've created um, for yourself and and for so many people online taught you that privacy versus um, transparency. I feel like that's helped you create healthy boundaries in your, in your real life and in your business life. Right. Well, and I will interrupt you for a second because we've been talking all day. And so I think you are forgetting that we talked about coloring magic on our earlier thing. So these wonderful podcast people don't know, but basically one of the things I ended up doing is Mm. me and my brother had had some plans to create an account together called coloring magic and pop culture focus count. Then him passing away happened like right as we were supposed to launch. And so it became this weird thing of me trying to figure out what to do if I wanted to do it or not. Um, So I ended up actually doing 
doing it in hopes to kind of honor him. And so it's, it's weird because like we were both very nerdy for lack of a better word and would talk about a lot of like anime and like stuff that like people like roll their eyes about and even my fiance kind of rolls his eyes about because I'm like, can you come watch she with me on Netflix? And he's like, no, I can't. <laughs> and so um, I, in addition to just losing like my brother and obviously like that, the pain of that, I also lost my person. So I, you know, mm. it, I would be continually reminded of things like that when I would want to watch these shows and I didn't have someone to call and talk about it. So now I talk about it on Color Me Magic. And so it kind of came this weird cyclical thing of like, I feel like he brought me to all these thousands of people for me to talk to since I can't talk to him about these things. And um, so I'm, I'm very thankful that, that he did that for me. That's so beautiful, Courtney. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And oh, you're welcome. I I always just feel so grateful and uplifted when when you share about Trent uh, online on on either platform. But I'm I'm also really really happy to know that it, and and I can tell too that you're you're doing it in a safe a, a safe way where it's not causing you suffering on the back end, yeah. right? And I, and yeah. I think that's that's hard to learn. It's something that I've had to learn how to do. I didn't just know how to do it automatically. It, it was trial and error for me. Yeah, you know, and it's different for every person. Um, yeah. I'm pretty self aware, so I think that definitely helped. I know myself pretty well, so I've been able and I've been able to be pretty honest with myself like oh that's something I can talk about and or that's something I can't talk about and knowing that tomorrow might be different than today and you just do your best with what you can what you're given at that moment and it might be energy level of 15 or it might be energy level of 50 and whatever that is whatever however you react at that moment is okay because grief's a weird and awful thing that almost everyone has to go through um and different levels and you just do the best with it because that's all we can do it's so beautiful. Let me ask you this. You are, I feel like we've, I love uncovering like natural abilities. You have natural talents you have where I'm like, okay, Courtney, you're just really good at this. You've also worked really hard, incredibly hard worker, incredibly hard worker. But I would love to know some of your daily practices that help you I feel like you function at such a high level and I'm sure like people think I function at a high level. I spent the majority of the day in bed yesterday just because I <laughs> wanted to. Like I had Julie who works with me. She come and got in bed with me. Like I just was like, <laughs> today we're in bed and I, right. I've been going out a lot and doing a lot, launching a lot, sharing a lot. And I literally needed a day just to stay in bed. And so I'm, okay. I'm wondering what are some of your practices, whether it's a daily practice, occasional practices that that you have found help you be the most awesome, feeling awesome Courtney you can be? I have a feeling you will love this answer. Full on Broadway caliber dance performances. I think, I don't think it's an actual like me making sure like it's a box that it checks. It just actually happens every day, whether it's in the shower or on my exercise bike, or it used to be a lot of times walking around the street and I had headphones and I was like, and people are like, what? Spotlight, spotlight. Yeah. I really, and I really, really, truly just, don't care what people think. I think it's a selfish thing too. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's so cool that you don't care what people think. And it's like, no, no, I just like myself better than I like random person who doesn't know me. So I like Courtney. I think she's cool. I think she's a great Broadway caliber performance, even though I know she can't sing and she's, (laughs) you know, it's fine, but I think she's a star. So she deserves to shine in the shower if that's, that's what it is today. 
So I just like kind of let that happen. Um, but that's a very fun thing for me. I post it on Instagram stories a lot and it always gets the most clicks away. People are like, nope, not today, Courtney. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? If you want to be here for all the good stuff, occasionally you're going to have to suffer through one of these and I know it's going to bomb, but I don't care. <laughs> I can't be the only one who does this. This is me last night. I love, I want to lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes. Ludicrous. And Courtney, we were already, Courtney and I, she is the most wholesome PG, like, and I, I am, but like even Courtney one step more. So even singing those lyrics to you, Courtney, but, um, and I just, you need a bad song. I, I love dirty, dirty lyrics. They, they make me so happy. I think cause I live such a conservative life, you know? And, and I put it on Instagram and I just limp synced a couple, just a couple stories to it. And it was like, I've been like, so like, you got this positivity, which is totally me but it was like this part of me where I'm like but also I'm me but also I need to get like really just a little bit inappropriately nasty with you to where like you might feel uncomfortable because there's like a rebellious part of me that is like we need this right now so I love I love the your confidence of that. level. <laughs> it but, really comes like, from a confidence level that we're like, we it, know this is but so bad, it. but we know you need it. <laughs> but that's what that's what I'm wondering because like I think it's a similar thing where I, like I look at you and I'm like, oh, it's a confidence thing, and like you say it back to me, I'm like, it's not like a confidence thing. It's almost like a rebellious thing where I'm like, right. I you I, took I the am power away. Right? Yeah. If someone was gonna be like, this sucks, you'd be like, I know, but it's also great. So yeah, but like. <laughs> It's so weird. You don't have, you can't tell me it's wrong because it's so weird. You don't know what to do with it. So take you don't, that. You, you don't know what to do with it. And that's, I think there's like a little joy of the like, you don't know what to do with it. And I does, I think it kind of helps me feel like I've got the power back because I'm like, right. you're going to put, you're going to put me in a bucket. You're, you're going to want this from me and I'll do it. Cause I really like, before I'm crying, I'm like every Instagram post, everything matters. We can touch people. And then I'm like, <laughs> But it matters for me to sing a little Luda at 11 o'clock at night, just occasionally, just ever, ever so often. It's you know? for me. I deserve yeah. it. Yeah. And <laughs> I think, I think that that, I love, you know, the, the original question was, what are some practices you do to, to help you anchor yourself and feel awesome? You do things for you. Yeah. That's what the Broadway is. Because I, I want to. <laughs> are, there, are there any other things that you feel like you, you do for you? Because people love, it's yeah. hearing these concrete examples, people are like, yes, I'm going to go try that. I want to try that, you know? Uh, and this is weird because I truthfully am not really a hobby person. Like I was that person who I was all the things in high school. And then I went to college and I was like, study, study, study. And then I got into the work, workforce and I had my job and my blog and my blog was my hobby. And now my hobby is my jobby I guess and uh then coloring magic became my like hobby and so but all that was in the same space so I recently like in the past three months I started playing Animal Crossing which has been like the most fun which you know like I am very addicted to it and it's hard because I don't have enough time I even like made an Instagram story was like can I hire someone to play Animal Crossing for me is that the wrong approach (laughs) because I need to get further in the game but I don't have the hours to put into it you know so Sarah Um, Landry from Birds Papaya 
Mm-hmm. We had her on the podcast recently and she talked about Animal Crossing. It's great. Well, and one of, we had an Animal Crossing theme week on theme week on Color Me Magic. So we did theme weeks there and one girl said she made a post and she just went out and said it and she said, Animal Crossing is good for your mental health. Say it with me. And I was like, Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think especially right now, I think so many people yeah. like it right now because it's like I can't go outside, but I my little Coco is my my Animal Crossing girl. Coco can swim in the ocean if she wants, and she can change her outfits, and she can shake trees, and she can lay on the beach. And I'm like, yeah, you go, Coco. Oh, I just heard it. (laughs) 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 So I'm like, you go, Animal Crossing, Coco. And I let her play in the game, and it's fun. And, um, you know, I... I actually was playing it at night, like after I get all my work done as a reward. And then one week I like woke up and I was like not feeling like working. So I just played Animal Crossing for like an hour in the morning. And that was like my most productive day. And I was like, oh, maybe I need to do this at the beginning instead of me being like withholding it until I get everything else done. Let me just reward myself at the beginning. And then I like worked harder all day so that I could have like an extra half hour before I went to bed. So that's actually, I used to do in a keynote, I had a, a slide and it was this procrastination productivity expert, Neil Fiore or something. Statistically, mm-hmm. research has shown that people who allow themselves to have fun along the way are more productive than people who withhold. Yeah. Them. And yeah. so you just like tapped into that true principle. And I think it's so awesome that you brought it up. Okay, Courtney, you're the best in the entire world. This has been so great. I have one more little question for you and then maybe a Go short ahead. follow-up question because it's me. Okay. Um, <laughs> But let's say you had a magic wand or you could, you know, be the puppeteers that we want to be and control the universe. And Mm -hmm. there was something like a gift or an idea or a message or something that you have that you're like, if everybody knew this, I think the world could be a better place. What, Mm. what is that? What is that for you? I would make everyone talk to themselves the way they talk to their best friend and not allow anything other than that. Because we're so mean to ourselves and I don't understand it. Be your own best friend. You can do it. I believe in you. For sure. I, I love how fast. I love how fast <laughs> you had that answer. Right? Well, I had like amazing. seven, but that was like, yeah. that was like I think that's the, that's the one that matters most. If oh my gosh. Out, it might be something else, but. <laughs> I, I love it. Okay. And then my follow-up question is, what is like your jam when like you're down and you need mm. to like pump it back up and you can pick mm. more than one? What are some of like your favorite pump up jams, like songs? Yeah. So it for sure changes all the time. Um, but right now I'm really into Central Park the soundtrack from Central Park. So, okay. uh, you know, are you familiar with Bob's Burgers? Yeah. The show, which is the best TV show if you're not watching it. I'm it's sorry. So There's good. like TV yeah. shows that you like turn off all the devices for because it needs all your attention. Uh-huh. Bob's Burgers is like one of the few that are in that category for me. It's the best show. Um, and so Bob's, the creators of Bob's Burgers got together with like some musical obsessed people and they made this show basically for me because it's based in Central Park. The main character, who's who was voiced by Kristen Bell, but now they're recasting it to uh, cast a black actress. I think they actually announced who it is, and I just the name is slipping me. She has hair that looks just like mine, Courtney Buns, I call it. Yeah. Um, and it's a musical Bob's Burgers cartoon based in Central Park. Like Josh Gad is in it. Um, Leslie wow. Jr. is in it. It's every David Diggs is in it. Everything I want in a musical in a thing. So uh, there's some songs from that that I've been listening. 
into. One of them right now that I love is called Weirdos Make Great Superheroes. And it's like her kind of literally practicing. I actually was like, should I copyright them for this? Because I've been saying turn your insecurities into superpowers for years, but they said it better. So, you know, but um, so that that's my jam right now. Um, There's also another song. There's a few songs from that soundtrack. So I just have like them on a playlist. Um, But my queen forever is Carly Rae Jepsen. I pretty much exclusively listen to Carly Rae Jepsen. And people hear that and they think, call me maybe. No, no. There's like five albums of Carly Rae Jepsen magic and they all sound like sprinkles. It's Carly Rae Jepsen. I really, 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 really like you. Okay. The the five seconds I was on Snapchat, um, (laughs) like for like a, like a month or like several weeks, I like got on every single day and like forced everyone to watch me lip sync to that song because I love that song so much. Literally all her songs sound the same. So you might enjoy like it's an album that sounds like sprinkles or candy or like cotton candy, wherever. I say that a lot to my, like if I'm working with someone on a video, I'm like, okay, the song needs to sound more like sprinkles. You're giving me bubbles. I need sprinkles. And they're like, you're insane. Um, But Carly, Carly forever. Carly, 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 Carly. You were nothing <laughs> if not consistent, Courtney. I mean, it's it's amazing, like through and through, right? Like through and right. through. I love it so much. Okay, Courtney, this has just been incredible. I have loved learning from you. I learned even more from Courtney in our How to Make Instagram Work for You course. But will you do this, guys? Will you go find Courtney online, either Color Me Magic, Color Me Courtney? Will you tell her a takeaway, something that you loved from hearing her on the podcast and just thank her for being so open and sharing part of herself today? Let her know something. Something that touched you and Courtney I I love you I'm gonna tell everyone where to find you and thank you so thank much you. for being here thanks thanks for having me and thanks guys for listening it was nice to chat with you yeah <sighs> don't you just love her I do you know I so I interviewed her a few weeks ago and this one of the stories that really stuck with me was just the story of her t- talking about wanting to cover up her arms with the cardigan mm-hmm. because it's those small really specific things seemingly small, like like her and I say, a seemingly small thing that actually are so universal and resonate with so many people. And I just, I love Courtney so much for, for sharing so openly. I love her for honestly just living her beautiful, colorful, inspiring life. And I'm so grateful to her. Will you do this for me and for Courtney? Will you just go show some love to that girl? You think, oh, she's got like a million followers on Instagram. My comment doesn't matter. It absolutely absolutely matters. It absolutely matters. Tell her something you loved about the interview. Tell her something that inspired you. Give her a follow on Color Me Courtney or her awesome Disney account, Color Me Magic. I've started following that even though I'm not like the biggest Disney person and it brings me joy every single post I see from her. You're just going to be so inspired by her. I want to thank her again. Be sure to support her. Um, Her Color Me Classroom, you can go online and more stuff from that is going to be coming out. Thank you so much again, Courtney. And I want to remind you guys that she is an over hour interview with her. It's amazing. Is in my flash fire sale bundle when you get all of those courses. Now, let's say you already have some of my Allison's brand school courses, right? 
all of the other courses, each individual course is 50% off. So if you don't want to get all five courses for the price of one, plus the bonus from Courtney, plus a 2020 update bonus, if you buy any of the courses at half off, you're also going to get that bonus from Courtney and our 2020 um, social media trend watch update. So be sure to check that out because like I said, you know, our goal in Allison's Brand School is to help entrepreneurs or just humans, just humans, live more in their purpose and find success. And success isn't just growth and money. Of course, money. I love money. I love growth. I love those things. But really, what we focus on is helping you feel empowered and clear and focused enough with a a set action plan to do it so that you don't just find that success. You feel fulfilled while doing it. And this is the cheapest, the, the least expensive. That's why we're calling it a fire sale. I sound like a used car salesman. We just asked ourselves, how could we take this information after coaching so many people and talking to so many people and realizing we already have the courses. They're already made. Thousands of people have already found success with them. How could we make it really truly serve what's happening in the world right now? And I know I know that things are tight and we made them as affordable as we possibly could. And I know when you invest in yourself, you're you're going to be holding yourself accountable to take, take that next step that you want to take. So be sure to check that out before it goes away. That sale is going to close soon. Again, you can find that there's a link in the profile description if you're on my social media at the Allison show it's always around it's always Allison with one L so thanks so much for checking that out when you guys support um, Eric's music library and the products that we sell I mean that's how we make money That's that's how we make money. I don't know if you've noticed. Like that's what we do. We create products that we believe in, and um, it's it's an honor to get to sell them to you. So thank you so much for being a part of that. Does anybody even care? Like, are there any reviews? Apparently, the Moana episode was quite oh, the hit. Oh, you mean my little Moana episode, episode one thirty one? People have been talking about it. Oh man, there's so. Are there a lot many. of Moana reviews? I mean, there's a good handful. I will say this. If you have not listened to episode 131, um, The Gospel of Moana, it is fire. (laughs) It's a really good episode. It's been shared like wildfire. So many people are saying it's resonating with them. I'm super, super grateful because it was like a kind of a vulnerable out on a limb thing to create. I'm just excited you guys love it. So let's hear a review. Uh, Okay. Well, this this doesn't mean it's my favorite. I mean, there's just so many. I'm just... Okay. Gosh, I just have to randomly choose one. But, um, thank you so much for all of them. This is from Hannah Lizzie. She says, hi, Allison and, and Eric, too. Longtime listener, first-time reviewer. I just <laughs> finished the Moana episode and just had to leave a thank you here. My favorite thing about Allison is that she's perpetually doing the work herself to find, flaunt, and share her awesome with the world. <laughs> Just like how Moana so good, find flaunt and share. Thank you. Just like how Moana had to find herself in order to help Tafiti find herself oh, again oh, and reflect her own beauty back oh. at her. So that's exactly what Allison does with this podcast. She's a master curator, always searching for truth and finding in a myriad of unique places in order to better herself. Hearing her web together the different truths she finds, whether in everyday life, Disney movies, shiny lip gloss or in books, deep study and soulful interviews with experts, helps me recognize my own awesome self through her. 
She has a unique power to weave the macro and micro truths together, finding the miracle in the mundane and making the mundane miraculous. She can't be stopped, and that's why I love her. I'm so grateful for her constantly trying to learn and better herself by discovering truth because that has reflected onto me and in turn has bettered my life and the lives of those around me. Not to mention she makes my endless hours of DoorDash deliveries in my car way more fun and my drives to college full of laughter rather than dread. It's nice to have a bestie in your pocket whenever you need her. Thank you. Love, Hannah. Anna, are you serious? Like, <laughs> that was the most kind, beautiful. You did you know like tears would be streaming? Well, I usually always get one where you will cry. That's kind of my. But Anna. that was like, Hannah, Hannah, listen. You don't. I got a lot happening over here on the back end. I haven't told you guys about yet. I'm gonna tell you about it in a minute, okay? But you just have no idea how much what you specifically wrote means to me um freaking hannah thank you so much man 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 i you guys are so great this community is so fun and smart and funny and witty and compassionate like everyone who comes on my podcast says you weren't kidding i got so much love and support from the people from your show and here's what i know here's what i know like attracts like and so it makes me feel good (laughs) you guys are so good and that's it so hannah be sure to freaking shoot an email to awesome with allison at the allisonshow.com we're gonna send you one of my i'm doing awesome journals which is my daily guided journal which i really love and i hope you love too. You guys, I know it's dark out there right now. I know it's sticky, icky, icky out there right now. I know that it's never been harder to have peaceful conversations with friends and acquaintances. And maybe that's not the point to just have peaceful conversations. But I do know that there is power and beauty in returning to joy, returning to love. And it's worth fighting for. It's worth looking for. It's worth meditating on and valuing. And I love, love being able to share some of that with you. So thank you so much for being here. I want to remind you that only you can be you. And you are already as awesome as you need to be. (gasps) Eric, we have a good song to take him out on. We do. So um, my friend Kat and her husband, uh, Chris, did this song. It's in our library. She, Kat's the other half of Nushak, the vocalist in my, my band. So I do the music. She does the vocals. So this song's called Party Picnic. Now this song has lyrics and vocals on it, which we only have the instrumental in our library. Mm. So if you sign up for the library, you can use the instrumental in your videos. But if you love this song, come follow Pleasant Pictures Music Club on Instagram and DM me and I'll email you the song. <gasps> I mean, if you like it, you don't have to, but it is a fun song. It's a fun song. And I told Eric, I specifically requested this song because it just reminded me of Courtney, just like fun, happy. She loves Carly Rae Jepsen. So I was like, let's do this. Let's get the pop bop in there. Yeah, it's a colorful song. Yeah. So uh, yeah, right now for limited time, my library is $99, which is ridiculous. And then obviously use code awesome with Eric for 20% (laughs) off. This song is called Party Picnic. Boy, at work, I left my working station I had a good plan, a stroke of inspiration